I do think that as a community, just kind of blindly supporting every black person that comes out, mixed, light, dark, isn't always, isn't going to help the problem of light skinned people just getting more. Because if we were to continue doing that in this example, uh, Ice Spice is going to keep going and Malia is going to stay at her level, which she deserves to be higher, period. But I, I asked, well, no, not but. And I feel like we really can't get Mono Leo, her, Mono Leo, her flowers, just kind of, we can, we can talk to colorism as much as we want, but until we kind of figure, until we kind of get together enough, we won't have a way to do much about it. Because talking about this is important, It, but like, so what? <laughs> well, I think talking about it is what we're doing about it. That's how most change begins. People have to start talking about the issue and bringing it up in the right circles and having the discussions. That's why, while I have been shut down for having these opinions, I do continue to bring them out in new circles because I'm looking for fresh new perspectives. And I'll be honest with y'all, almost all the time, I get what New York got from Benzino. Like, oh, you just jealous. Oh, you just, oh, you taking it too far. Oh, you just, and like, that's the way I'm received. Or you're just jealous of light skin. You just, oh, so you want to be light. So you wish you could, like, like, and it's just like, you're not hearing me at all. And that's frustrating. Yeah, these conversations are important. These conversations are how change starts entirely. I feel like, um, while I was looking, while I was looking for a little bit of stuff, I found a YouTube video from a couple months ago about this exact same conversation. Ice Spice comes from Ice Spice gets her popularity popularity off of colorism and why that's a problem. The title was something like that. Yes, I saw. I saw one like that too. I saw a couple. Yeah, there was a few, and it's like, honestly. We all just kind of wish that this wasn't a problem. <laughs> but sadly, this is not that is not the society we live in, I guess. It just makes me think about how, you know, Lotto started off as Mulatto and like literally blatantly tried to leverage her ethnicity or light skin privilege. Like came out with it. I'm mulatto. Yeah. You know, if you play mulatto, that means mixed girls, and you know these niggas love mixed girls. Like you know that. And here's my thing: I'm not coming for nobody. Beauty. These women are beautiful. Ice Spice is beautiful. But you know, it's just not. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's not the look. This is your co-host Jonah on the BB Live podcast. Get in here. Let's talk. Y'all know what it is. It's time for the original BB podcast. I'm your host, BB, and I do not have time to sit around here arguing with y'all. So just get in here, let's talk. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Drop the beat. Yeah, what Lotto did 
in my opinion, was growth. She came out as Nuaro and was like, I am light skin, I am red, I deserve better. <laughs> and like, ill. But I will say the Lotto um, situation, in my opinion, was a win for Black people because she beefed with the closest thing to a dark skin queen we have, and Nikki was squashed. Nikki Red, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I said like, the closest. Nikki Red, Rihanna Red, Beyonce Red. Um, Remy is dark skin, and look how we treated her. Yeah. But I love it because Remy don't care. Remy Ben had her husband and her turn and her happy. So but um like look at all of the women who we put on high in entertainment. They're all light skinned. Let me tell y'all a story. Cute if I had that one more time. I was a huge fan of Wally the rapper. He has some songs out. Is it bad that I never made love? And he had come to Charleston to the music farm to do a performance. And it was the first time Wally had come to the music farm. And I had to have those tickets, buddy. I went and I bought those tickets. I remember they were $75. I wonder what Wally tickets go for now. And he played at the music farm. And I was a huge fan. I got a whole new outfit. I picked, I had an afro at the time. I picked that thing out. To the max, I had a big old afro. I had a natural look. I would wear a little makeup, but I was all about my afro. And I had like a mini skirt on and an afro and a cute top and shoes. And I got the VIP ticket because I thought that meant that I would get to be the closest to him. But the VIP section was actually the furthest away. And I was like, no, because I was a super fan, y'all. This is my super fan fanatic starstruck moment. When Wally got to that stage and he started performing, and he's not that good of a performer, I would just be honest. He was young then, I don't know about now, but he, like, he, he I just remember his eye card, it was just, his energy is just boring on stage. But uh, I make my way up to the front, y'all. I have to claw through the crowd to get, I make my way all the way up to the front row because I want to see him. And once I get to the front row, he got these hype men on stage and they start looking for girls. Like he, I guess Wally is telling them, you know, get some girls on the stage for me. They're basically picking girls out of the crowd to go to the back, y'all. I had already clawed my way through the front. Like somebody pushed me. This, uh, couples were like, man, I was beating through couples. I was throwing bulls. I was crawling on the legs. I got to the front. My afro was big and pretty. This was back when I had an afro, big time. It's big and pretty. Joni, you probably were like one or two. I probably had left with my mother or something. Big, pretty afro, mini skirt, young. I'm in my early 20s. You know, I'm dark skinned, but I mean, you know, I'm black, black. But anyway, that doesn't matter. I love my skin. And the guys are just reaching into the crowd. All these girls throwing their hands up. Everybody wants to get pulled onto the stage and the guys are reaching into the crowd and pulling women on the stage and helping them get on the stage and keeping them on the stage for the end of the performance or whatever because those girls are definitely going to be invited to the back with Wally. I'm going to tell you the truth. I was trying to go to the back with Wally. I wanted to read him my poem and let him know that, you know, he was, we were soulmates. And, um, period. <laughs> period. And, um, yeah. So, going to be your take on I'm telling you, I'm in the front of this crowd. I got my head up, and, and they reach it, and they grab a girl, and I'm just, 
And I, like when they, when I see that he's not pulling me over here, I beat my way to the left and over here. I see he start pulling from the right, I beat my way to the right. Like I'm trying everything to get on the stage. Y'all ain't no little girl. I wasn't no little girl back then. I was probably a cool 175 pounds. And 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 and, and I'm, I'm five six and a half. And you know I'm all by myself. And I mean I like I said, if I beat my way through the crowd. I could beat I could beat these bitches to the left and I could beat these bitches to the right and I was and my hand was up the whole time and I made eye contact with one of the guys because he got two guys pulling girls on the stage and like I swear the man hand grazed my hand like twice they just would not pick me and of course I'm hurt I'm in a fanatic mode but it wasn't until Basically, they stopped. Wally done kind of pulled to the front. They, the, the hype men done pushed to the back and they stopped picking women. And I look up and I see they have about 10 to 12 girls on the stage. And every single one of them looks the same. And what the fuck, excuse me, do you think they looked like? What do you think they looked like, Jonah? Red. Every single girl on that stage was red. And then, because I was like, I know I look good. I know my hair is long. I had long hair, long, big old beautiful afro that I would put in a ponytail and it was so big, I could put it on the top of my head. Like, I was, I look beautiful. I'm young. I'm in my early 20s. You know, I'm young. I look beautiful. I got on a hot red mini skirt and like a cute little top. Like, I mean, I'm dressed and I look beautiful. My face is beat, you know, like, and I clearly really want to come on the stage which, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, incriminate myself, but you would think, because y'all clearly taking them girls back to smash, you would think that y'all would want to at least get one girl who's, like, super eager. I was super eager. You know, men consistent, oh, she eager. We might be able to get her, you know, we might be able to, you know, put it in all ten holes. So, you know, sorry about that. And, um, I don't have ten holes. But, um... Okay, because I was doing bad over here, like... <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> but, you know, they skipped me. And like I said, I was just, I was willing to just take the L. Like, oh, they just, you know, I, sh- damn, they didn't want me. I must be hard enough. But when I looked up and saw that every girl on the stage was just red and figured out that that was the criteria. And baby, that little story that I just told y'all is, I can call it the story of my life, but let's just say I got many like that that have affected me since very young. These men will deny it until they blew in the face. I know lesbians who deny I know several lesbians who that's their type, light skin. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't necessarily even have to have a good body. It doesn't have to have nice teeth. It just has to be light skin. And that, it doesn't have to have a brain. It doesn't have to like these. Like I'm sorry, I've seen too many do people do it. Settle with somebody that's their trophy, because the person read. It's all it's played out and it's sickening. So that was my Wally concert story. But I don't know, you know. I mean, I don't know what the answer is while I'm sitting here complaining and bashing. I don't know what the answer is, but I do know what the answer is not. We really got to stop. You know, like propelling these women straight to success because we want to sleep with them. Yeah, that's gross. It's just, it's honestly, it's getting to the point in the music industry where like we will see less people with actual talent 
and more people that producers felt like sleeping with. And it's a problem that a lot of smaller people who aren't getting propelled because they, because people don't want to sleep with them are calling out. Like, um, this is one of my favorite artists, so I'm always going to bring her up. Um, Melly Martinez, she has a song called Show and Tell where she says, art doesn't sell unless you sleep with every authority. And it's like, she made her point and it and was real with that. Because, like, we all know that the, that the community, the hip-hop community at large, is just filled with misogynistic men who see women as objects. And oftentimes they will kind of give their land ground and gardens and make them look nice and all this in the third because they want to use it. And yeah, that's a thing too. And by those means, as a woman, I do stand with the women regardless of their skin tone on you know, being objectified by men being used, being targeted and preyed on, especially in this hip hop, you know, industry. Um, but what I get from a lot of it in my bed is, you know, I lost my train of thought, but I'm, I, I, I just, I'm almost like t growing tired just talking about this because, you know, like it's, it's not the first time I've had this kind of conversation. And like I said, like, I'm starting to feel the pessimism that you expressed earlier. Like, I don't see it changing. Um, one, another story, don't need a violin, but um, I can tell stories like this all day. I only got so many sopranos. So. <laughs> but, um. So my son and I used to live in this apartment complex and we had these neighbors across the hall who we became uh, acquainted with. And the neighbors one day came to me and said um, they was looking for somebody to help them do some work around the house. I knew somebody who could do the particular work they were telling me about. So I gave them the person's contact information and they were able to make a business deal with the person. The person came to their home and did the job that they were requesting. They paid the person. The, it was a man. And they left. Soon as the man left, my neighbors, who I was, you know, friendly with, uh, ran over and was just like, "You didn't tell us this boy was that fine, girl. He's fine. He looked your age too. Why you don't date him? You're not interested in him." Like they were just like, "He was so attractive." Like these women, my neighbors were siblings, sisters, and they're all forty plus. Um, and I'm in the mid thirties. I ain't much younger than them. But, um, yeah, so they just was going on and on about why I don't, you know, why you don't try this guy. I would try to get him, girl. You need to talk to him was the attitude. And um, my response was what I knew. I said, oh, no, he don't like me. He likes some red. Because, you know, I don't know. I can't say I know the guy like that. We worked together a couple times. But, you know, I saw his children and I saw the woman that he had, you know, he, the women that he's been pictured with um, in that kind of capacity, and they are typically light-skinned women. And so when I said that to these women, they're 40, in their 40s and 50s, mid-40s and, and 50s, 
I said, oh, no. They, Why you don't try to talk to him, girl? That motherfucker. He don't like you. Like, they were just going crazy. And I was like, oh, no, girl. I'm like, no, y'all. He like him red, LOL. Just thinking that would drop the subject. But it turned into a second wave of a conversation where they basically were talking all over at the same time, but they both said almost the exact same thing, like simultaneously. Oh, that's just because he young. They get over that. Don't worry about that. They all like a brand when they're young. He just hasn't matured enough to understand it. Like they, and they just started getting into it. But basically what these women told me is these men out here, you know, chasing something behind red have just not matured enough. And that's just, but they were like, oh yeah, that's normal. He's just still young girl. You know, but then the idea from them was also like, you know, waiting to cut till, you know, you so he learns and, and then and it's like, no, I'm not about to be somebody sloppy toppy second. And why should you sacrifice your happiness in the long term to wait for this? Moment? I would never. But yeah, it was very interesting to me, though, that these women who happen to have a little bit more life experience with me and whatever said that. And I always kept that in mind because I'm going to as I grow older, I'm excited to see whether it's. True. Um, I have seen many a black man have a certain preference that was outside of their race, be it or outside of their own physical appearance, be it white was their preference or light, you know, and their dark skin, Um, you know, so it's a thing. But again, on the flip side, when I lived in Charlotte, North Carolina, that was the first time I experienced being you know, uh, sought after and, you know, courted by so many light-skinned men. That was the first time I saw this whole thing in reverse, and I really enjoyed that. Light-skinned men were very attracted to me in North Carolina. I hadn't seen that being born and raised in South Carolina. In South Carolina, we still on this light-skinned, light-skinned stuff. And I had a light-skinned sister and, you know, light-skinned other members of my family. So that could be why I was just estranged from this idea that, a lot of light-skinned men really like dark-skinned women. Didn't know that till I moved to a different state. So another aspect of this is it, it does have a lot to do with where you're at and what your upbringing was. Yeah. Um, because as the generations change, which they always do, the upbringings change. And one thing that I have noticed, and this is, it's a small very gradual change is kind of in favor, favor of dark scene people. It's once again, it's very, it's, it's minuscule. It's a very small um, change, but, at, but like where you, where you're at and when you're at really does make all that difference. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. You know, but what do we do? I mean, we sit here, we have the discussions, we see how other people feel, we learn. A lot of times when I've had this discussion with other people and just blatantly called out some of my dark-skinned friends for their light-skinned obsession, um, I actually learn something more. And, um, you know, I might learn something from them. They explain this or explain that. I've even had a friend just straight up say, that's just what I like. I'm not trying to, you know, hurt nobody and make nobody feel inferior, but that's just what I like. And I definitely understand that it bees like that sometimes. Um, but 
I also understand that there's a lot of negativity toward um, dark-skinned women while this push to praise light-skinned women. I understand that there are darker brown to dark-skinned men whose moms teach them they better get them a red gal so the churn don't be too black. Yeah. There's, you know, so many ugly parts of colorism. Because sometimes it do be like that, and then other times it's so internalized. <laughs> Correct. I dated a guy for on and off for several years, and we finally got to the bottom of our issues because I felt like we were good friends. We had been on several dates. We both wanted to be serious with someone, but they just would never go to distance with me. They took me to their parents' house, but did not take me aside to actually meet the parent. It just was kind of like, this is my mom's house. Okay, well, unless you're bringing me here to meet her, what are you telling me that for? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I dated them on and off, but I'll never forget when we, um, you know, when we split and stopped kind of fooling around the last time, um, we had had a conversation shortly before we just kind of like decided to just stop being friends because we were friends we we dated we became romantic and then we turned it off and then the second time around we decided to date again we decided that we would um just be friends first and not try to get everything all hot and heavy so we did things together we went on dates we went uh, we hiked a mountain like we were just trying to be friends and re get to know each other And so in that process, we had a conversation and this man revealed to me that his mother had always told him that he needed to get him a red girl and don't bring nothing black to her house because he already been too black. The self-hatred was so deep. And so he already too black. So, you know, he needed to make sure he get a light-skinned girl was was the mother's attitude. And this, like you said, was ingrained in him this thing was under his skin like that's how he felt and when he finally revealed that to me man it was like the missing puzzle piece in our whole relationship it was like because i just always felt like okay you clearly are super attracted to me we clearly really enjoy each other's company we have the same interests we were friends but, you know, I remember even that during that second round before, you know, we had the little colorism conversation or whatever from his, about his mama. Um, you know, he said that to me because I was sitting there like, Irvin, why don't we, excuse me, I didn't mean to call your name, but I did it all well. I was sitting there like, you know, why don't we take this a little further? Like, I don't understand why we hang it out, hang it out, you know, let's take this further. Let's, should we put a title on this? Like, this ain't our first time dating and clearly... And he always had an excuse. And I remember one time the excuse was, I just need somebody who's going to be my friend first. I just feel like we we don't have a friendship. And it was like, what are you talking about? We are literally sitting together in your vehicle just talking for like an hour and eating ice cream. Mm -hmm. If this isn't a friendship, then I don't know how to have friends. And, and it was just like always an excuse. And like I said, when they finally revealed to me that their mother had ingrained in them, that since they were as dark as they were, the best thing they could do is go get something red. 
it was like my like the room was spinning suddenly everything made sense again like so this is where your hesitation comes from this is why you know you have always been able to you i can you're super attracted to me you like spending time with me but you will not seal the deal with me and you know you know that but seeing that and realizing that like he's never going to put me as more than his friend or his friend with benefits due to the deepness of my hue of chocolate that was like a no-brainer like i stopped being friends with that guy i stopped pursuing whatever he was pursuing and i have never looked back I don't even think in these last five years or six years, I've so much, I think I might've told him happy birthday one year because I saw it pop up on Facebook and he still follows me on Facebook. He still follows me on everything and I know he does because he's very attracted to me. But that boy mama and I tell him that black is not beautiful and that is what he believes. And I think, you know, that is my biggest problem with this light skin shit. It's cute. All women, tell these women they're beautiful, but not at the same time of telling dark-skinned women that we could never be beautiful. That's the issue, and that's the general attitude that does come along. Y'all, these men who prefer light-skinned women, uh, there's a good chunk of them who won't even look dark-skinned women in the eyes, walk right by don't see us as valuable and misogyny is rampant for all cultures of women, no matter what their skin color looks like. Yet, I'm sorry, but we dark-skinned women get, we, we, we get every bit of that misogyny. And I know light-skinned women get it too in different forms. So I'm acknowledging that, whereas he ain't even going to acknowledge me. He don't want no piece of me. He might think that, you know, he could rape you. And so it's all misogyny. It's two hands on the same snake. It's men treating women like objects based on their opinion and based on their fuckability to them. And I don't like that shit. I don't like it. I find it very interesting how whenever you start with a topic that's just kind of bad. When you start with colorism, you bleed into racism. When you bleed into racism, you bleed into misogyny. And eventually, we just kind of build this hate bubble. Yeah. It's all just hate. It's all just hate. You're right about that. And I like that. I, 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 you know, and so I feel like the final thought then about this whole subject is, you know, love. Love should always win. Love above all. I used to be very, very broken about this topic, y'all, because I feared that I would never get my happy ending. I'm never going to get my husband. This has been something that I've worried about for years as, you know, I never got the husband that should have been my husband. Um, and, you know, I just, this, this has been a, a worrying point for me. It truly has. But, um, you know, I can happily say that I have graduated beyond that. 
Um, and for a while, I just stopped talking about the subject because I felt like people were trying to label me as some super hateful, jealous of all light-skinned women demon. And I hope I don't come across like that, but I have several people that tried to tell me that that's how it comes across. Hey, all I can do is talk about my experiences and I'm very intelligent and inept to do so. So, you know, but, you know, I will say that um, I no longer fear that, you know, no man will want me. And a lot of that don't have nothing to do with no light-skinned women I ever met and got to do with, you know, things that happened in my childhood and what I was hearing when I was growing up. But so I'll say that, you know, with the help of, you know, religion, going to God, having that relationship with Jesus Christ has helped me to kind of expel a lot of those old ideas about myself and my ability to attract a mate. Um, but at the same time, I am still sitting here dark-skinned and single. So, so it's... <laughs> You know, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. But let's just hope that, you know, maybe it's just a crew check. I don't know, y'all. I really don't. But hey, this has been very fun. I'm so glad that y'all joined us for this episode of the BB, we call it the original BB podcast. Okay, because y'all just sidebar, I had to change all of my platforms to the same name. It was getting too confusing even for me. Like, who am I? I, I think a black baby on YouTube and a, a, a BB on Facebook and a, the original BB on. I, how about we all gonna be the original BB because it's me, BB, and everybody knew it. Don't get much more original than this. I'm gonna speak my mind. I'm gonna see how I feel. And I'm going to revisit things I see when I have a change of heart. That's who I am because I'm all about self-improvement. And I believe everybody's job is to conquer themselves. And that's what we're doing on this podcast. And I thank y'all. I'm so glad you came too, Jonah Man. Yeah, I'm happy to be This is a really fun experience. It was. And we got more coming, y'all. We just, you know, we had another topic at all. But guess what? We're tired. This is why I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. We are tired. Brain melt. Brain melt. So, brain collapse. <laughs> <laughs> Insider. But, yeah, y'all got to catch us at another time. I hope y'all enjoyed this conversation. I hope y'all will leave comments on the Spotify uh, comment section. Um, I don't think I want to do no kind of poll because I did a poll with the last conversation. And this is sort of a continuation of that one. But engage us. Tell us what you think. Share your experiences. You know, if you think I'm just full of hate and jealousy of light-skinned women, tell me. You don't want it with me now. Let me tell you that. You don't want it with me. You're wrong, but go off. Opinions are opinions. Opinions are opinions. You don't want it with me now because, see, the tongue's slick and I don't have to curse you or put you down to get you together. So I love you very much, and I hope that you have a very great positive week. And take care. And until next time, Mind your business. Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of the BB Live podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure that you follow me on my socials at the original BB on Instagram, BBIG on TikTok. And, and I think I'm the original BB on YouTube as well. Until next time, mind your business. Bye.
I say I had loved you because I like to say it that way. Because if I ever had loved you, I always will. I had loved you. <laughs>